Who Are We? by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. In looking at the earth's conditions through God's knowledge released for these end times, we see clearly there are two separate and entirely opposite kingdoms. In fact, we have come to the understanding two different knowledges also exist. One is gathered from the mind of the evil one, the other from the Creator. It is, of course, the Creator that governs the kingdom of God, and evil governs the world's activities. Therefore, two species of man share this planet. Depending on which knowledge is chosen and acted upon, one remains the altered man of the world, the other is transformed into the new species of the kingdom. They look alike, for the most part talk similar, but their perspective on life is so completely different. Altered man cannot begin to understand the things of the kingdom, nor its people, because they are fed from a different mind. The new species reason from the Creator's point of view, while the altered are clouded by their limited knowledge. You see, a created being, Satan, is not wiser than he who created him, nor can he shape a people superior to those shaped by the Creator himself. Why Adam and Eve chose to eat of his knowledge in effort to make themselves more wise is beyond me. But as a result of their choice, the altered race has been cut off from the mind of God, while the new species is reconnected to their Maker through their choice of wisdom. With wisdom herself dwelling in their hearts and their minds, reconnected to the mind of Christ, their spirits can once again communicate and understand the Holy Spirit. Their personal will comes into alignment with God, and their souls are refashioned to His image. Now they rule the body, bringing their actions into an order that is in harmony with the laws of the universe. We can now understand how those who reject the world's knowledge and are born through the Word of God begin to metamorphose into a new and different kind of man. The two species are governed by two different governments. Altered man is governed by the systems of this world in the supernatural recognized as Mount Seir. The new species is governed and guided from Mount Sion. Babylon is the capital city of Seir. Sion is the capital city of Mount Sion. It is here God's government is housed, while New Jerusalem is the dwelling place of His people. Oh, how different are the children birthed through and trained by Babylon from those born to New Jerusalem. The unrighteous prince of this world chooses those that govern Babylon from Seir, while the called, the chosen, the faithful, chosen by the righteous king, the prince of peace, guides New Jerusalem through Sion. The law issued from Seir does not compare or agree in any way with law released from Sion. Even the laws of the world govern through fear and force, while kingdom law sets free its citizens, protects them, guides them according to the order of God, 
bringing them back into the original perfection he intended for his children. Becoming more and more apparent are the two ruling households of Seer and Sion. Both claim lordship over this planet through their people. The spiritual Amalekites, descendants of Amalek, the grandson of Esau, and the house of David, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, named by God as Israel, stand opposite to one another. It is the seed of Satan, that serpent of old, through those who are residents of Mount Seir, against the seed of Abraham, Jesus, that are of the house of God. Satan wars against God through his seed. God retaliates through his. It was prophesied that it would happen. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 speaks of this. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now here is what we must understand. All mankind is either the seed of the serpent or the seed of Christ. Since the fall of mankind through Adam and Eve, man has been born from the seed of Satan. No longer in God's grace, their descendants must be born again through Christ to be the seed of Abraham that inherits God's promises. John chapter 3 verse 7 says, Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Galatians chapter 3 verses 27 and 29 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So, we are all of one or the other house depending on which kingdom we choose, the knowledge we walk in, if we're born again in the name of Jesus, and who we recognize as our governing body, the systems of man or the government of God. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 speaks of God's government. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus. The serpent seed, for the most part, are also loyal to the world's religious systems. While the new species are set free to walk according to truth, gathering together on Sabbath to learn more about their Father, bringing their love and admiration to Him in praise and worship spontaneously from their hearts. So we can see it is the seed of the serpent that supports the world's religious systems. Her educational and governmental systems and is entangled completely in her banking, her economy as well. On the other hand, across the earth, there are those that hate what the schools are teaching their children today, are fed up with the lying promises of those that govern this world, and are themselves witness of how society's governing bodies are crumbling, decaying, and destroying people as they fall. These are rapidly pulling away from the world's religions, as well as God's knowledge exposes their lies and hypocrisy. 
immoral behavior and greed as well. They are beginning to see how hopelessly they were ensnared by the world's economy through credit cards, loans, etc. All designed to enslave and make them beholding to the world's ways and laws and now operating as much as they can in God's law. Owe no man anything but love. Again, a different perspective, but one more in line with their fathers. It takes time to sever the cords the world has wrapped around mankind, but it can be done, first in our hearts and minds, then through our actions. By the choices made in favor of the kingdom, we come closer and closer to the order of God and live apart from this world of chaos and confusion. As the enlightened ones are gathered together, a new society, a new nation is birthed, and through them, a new earth, a new order is established, this time through the knowledge of God. His kingdom is being established. His will is being carried out by the seed of Abraham. Those born through Christ and of the household of God. His government is in place, and He is governing through His fivefold ministers that have received the truth released for these end times, and they are guiding the people accordingly. The government of God, symbolized by the barley crop, is harvested and in use. Across the planet, God's children, scattered through the nations, are now being harvested as well and put in his spiritual barns as seed to be planted in the new earth. Only those grains that died in baptism will resurrect to multiply and be fruitful in the new earth. Only those rained upon by the latter rain, the newly released truth, will ripen and mature to the potential intended for them. Only those made aware of the laws of the kingdom written on the tablets of their hearts will come into God's order and become His kind after the order of Melchizedek, a new species. To these, God made a promise long ago through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 62 verses 1 through 5 For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her righteousness goes forth as brightness, and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness, and all of the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate. But you shall be called Hephzibah, and your land Beulah, for the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you, and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. God promised his people that he would give them a government that would not bring chaos and calamity, but would guide them to do his will, making them a pleasure to him in the next few verses. Isaiah chapter 62 verses 6 and 7 I have set watchmen on your walls, 
prayer warriors. O Jerusalem, they shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent, speaking to his government, and give him no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. This is the anointing that is on God's governing body. And to his government he says, Isaiah chapter 62 verses 10 through 12. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, take out the stones, lift up a banner for the peoples, lead the way to eternity. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world, say to the daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. These enter his rest and cease from their works to do his. They shall call him to the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. Is that not who we wish to be? The ability to change comes only through the word, through choosing the end-time knowledge of God and his wisdom. Through it, you will want to be born again, and by it, you will grow and mature to not only a new creature, but be transformed to a different species altogether. You see, Adam and Eve were created perfect, but when influenced by Satan's evil knowledge, they and their descendants taught by their thought from the serpent's perspective, and mankind eventually allowed themselves to be even crossed by angels. This resulted in a race of people, not in the image of God any longer. They were altered physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. But by choosing Christ's knowledge, we can think from his perspective once again, enter into the rest of God where a plan exists to restore humanity and individually have a part in the building of a new heaven and earth. We must hurry, however. The final harvest is on the horizon. It's a new day, a day of reckoning, and a new cycle is about to begin. Sides are being chosen, and both crops harvested and brought to their owner's kingdom. Remember the two harvests of Revelation chapter 14, verses 14 through 16, and Revelation chapter 14, verses 17 through 20. Revelations chapter 14. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud. Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. This is the harvest of the righteous. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Revelation chapter 14, verses 17 through 20. Then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. He also